Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of the Celtic Way. I am here once again with the creative director, Scott Jenkins, and we have a special surprise this evening. My lovely wife, Susie Kinzera, is going to join us on this conversation as well. Kind of last minute, but I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. So I I hope this goes well. Well, thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. And today we are going to talk about what it means to be thankful because we are on the cusp of Thanksgiving, but this Thanksgiving just feels different. I think everybody understands a bit of what I'm talking about just because of what's been going on in the world. It uh, It's going to be a different Thanksgiving this year. So we want to have a different perspective since maybe we have to focus a little differently on it. There's no getting around what Thanksgiving feels like entering, coming into it, right? I mean, there's no getting around. We feel this sense of, boy, it's not going to be what it was. I know that we have had that conversation as well. And I've had conversations with a lot of other people who, you know, this is supposed to be that time we all get excited about, but that's definitely muted this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a large family. Susie, just to give you an idea, we have four daughters and 18 grandchildren and a couple great-grandchildren, and we all live close enough to be together on Thanksgiving, which we normally do. And this year, the conversation is already underway, and I can feel people sort of kind of going down into this depth, into this space that's not a great space to be in. But in thinking about it, I thought this is probably the space we need to come into. This is like the entranceway into Thanksgiving. And the unavoidable entranceway is maybe a little bit of lament. And I come at that from this place of gratitude, genuine gratitude, confronts us with reality in a way that other things do not. So I think for me to position myself in an authentic place about being grateful, I first have to acknowledge the sense of loss and sadness and distance that I feel from my loved ones and just acknowledge that, to own it, Mm -hmm. just to let it sink in. And it's the one thing American Christianity just doesn't make space or have time for is a little bit of honest lament. My granddaughter said to me, we used to make when we were little, remember, Grandpa, we used to make lists of all the things that we were thankful for, and we'd tape them up on the refrigerator. And I'm like, yep, I remember. And she said, maybe we just need to make a list to start with those things that we're not going to have that we'll miss this year. And that just set me right back. You know, I was wow. like, Wow. And she's wise, 24 years old, but she was really serious. And I think to own as we move into the threshold of Thanksgiving, what's really going on is really good because we're grounded in reality that it's painful. I think that's so beautiful. And when I think about gratitude and feeling grateful, it's really a personal experience, I think. And so I'm just thinking about, you know, this morning walking my dog in the woods. And a lot of times, 
you know, these holidays seem to have a ton of buzz and whistles, but when you think about the actual word gratitude or grateful, it's a very personal, private thing. And we could almost kind of turn this whole Thanksgiving upside down and have a very private, beautiful, connected experience with it instead of thinking so much about the grand experience of dinner and conversation we should lament and we should look inward I think and that might create a ton of change in us and the reality is you know if we're really going to understand God in a deep meaningful way and this really ties into the Celtic tradition is that we have to understand gratitude and thankfulness even when life isn't how we wish it was even when things aren't how they always have been sometimes I would say even more so when things aren't as they have been in the past that really shows our ability to understand our relationship with God on a deeper level I totally agree I'm interested in thinking through the steps of what happens to us when we move from this list of, boy, I'm not going to have this this year, and I'm not going to be able to hug my daughter this year, and I'm not going to be able to. Once we own that, what is it the transformational process that happens to us as we begin to think and remember and recall and open ourselves up to what am I grateful for now without any churchy veneer you know to okay well now you've lamented now let's get on to the good stuff it is a both and thing the first part can't be ignored or left behind but we can move out of that space once we owned it to a journey I think that takes us to a place of gratitude but what happens to us as we're moving to that place of gratitude I know I can give personal testimonies of that when Matt and I have been down and out and feeling not like ourselves we've had conversations that led us into prayer times where we said the only thing we're going to do in our prayer time today is to say thank you to god and we started in this place of sadness and and not feeling like things were right in our spirit and our heart and by the end of that time of praying together and just thanking god that was all we were doing whether it was for our kids the food that we have the shelter friendships all of a sudden, both of us were transformed in that moment of feeling lifted and joyful because we had this encounter, this experience that was beyond self-pity and it brought revelation of, oh my goodness, I feel amazing just after thanking God. It just brought us up from the pit completely. And we've had a conversation a little bit, Scott, about the idea that even if you strip all of those things away, even if you're on a prayer walk and you can't think of a single thing to be grateful for, we can still be grateful that God is with us and that we are connected with the divine because even that is enough. I mean, I say that out loud. <laughs> I don't know that I always believe that, but, but you know, I want to believe that. And I don't even really know what happens when you enter that state that changes your heartbeat. Like, I don't understand how that works, but it definitely does. It's mind-boggling to me. To me, that is the revelatory point. We don't know. See, I've been trying to figure out once I'm leaving lament, 
that ship has sailed and I'm on my way to getting in touch with gratitude. What happens? So where do I go in my head, trying to figure it out, trying to understand, maybe even if I'm confessional, to try to control this, right? So I can make it happen faster or better. But it happens in a way that's beyond us because it comes from beyond us. The thing that's true about gratitude, it defeats humanity's deepest fear that we are alone in this universe. It's just us. And gratitude comes into our lives and says, oh, no, you're not. You can't make this happen. You can't fully understand it. And sure in the hell, you cannot control it. And all of a sudden, we're a void. We are lifted up because I'm thinking about tonight being over at my daughter's house. 20 cars. My daughter works for Aurora Public School District. Got in a line with balloons and banners and, and drove by because Kristen hasn't been to work now for quite a while. And they all rolled down their windows in the dark and said, we love you. We miss you. You see... Gratitude just enters our lives always as it brings gifts to us, sometimes unexpected. Certainly gifts that aren't at all tied into our worthiness. Did I earn this? Did I deserve this? Gratitude says, here I come. This is a gift. Open your heart and receive from the other. The Celtic, I got to show you this book. This guy spent a big time of his life going around to these different farms in Scotland and collecting hymns and prayers and blessings. And what you find in there are these ancient Celtic people, Susie, that really pray in things that you've described from the time they get out of bed in the morning. And every step through their day, they're giving thanks and these people lived in hard times weather worse than wisconsin right that's <laughs> hard to wind, believe <laughs> wind and you know and sometimes crop failure and enemies that would show up on the horizon and when you read through this book and other prayer books from this area people are giving thanks to god in season out of season hard times really good times because the presence of God is within every living thing around them. They know that they're being cared for and life has its peaks and its valleys. And their response to this is this response of gratitude to all the rhythms of life. What a light for us to see as Americans who sometimes think, oh, these bad things are happening to you. What did you do to deserve these bad things? Or God's not with you, or you must not be walking in the Lord. You don't find that stuff in Celtic Christianity. They get that life is just hard. And God's with us regardless. And I think some of the trouble that we have as Westerners in this kind of Americanized Christianity is that we often see ourselves on the top and everything else underneath. But I think if we see ourselves connected to everything around us, including nature, including other people, then if something's going wrong with us, we can understand that the world still supports us. 
you know the, it could be crashing down around us but we can open our eyes and still see that that there's other people there there's nature there that god is there with us but if we see ourselves on top all the time and then we crash down then what else is there and i think that's the difference that we see through jesus is that he didn't put himself on the top even though he should have you know if anybody should have it should have been jesus yet he was the one that put himself underneath everybody if i can be vulnerable here what you just said was very healing to me because the message that I have received in the evangelical world was if things aren't working out for you, then you need to take a good look at your life and look at your sin and just repent, turn the other way, you know. And I often really struggled with that message. And I was just thinking about this the other day, Scott, and there's still a residue there for me. And sometimes, even though I'm trying to deconstruct those old messages, they still come up and I don't always know what to do. And I think about that message of, oh, you must be doing something wrong. You're not fully living your life for Jesus. You're not walking in your absolute best. And just hearing you say that's not the Celtic way brings me great hope. Yeah. Celtic Christianity is very incarnational, like Matt was saying. In Jesus, we can see the possibility for ourselves. James Finley said it well when he said, God spares us no thing in this life and sustains us in all things. And I see that in Jesus, who was not exempt from all the difficulties of life. He just walked right into being human and the whole human experience. And in the midst of that difficult life, he shined his light and created a great vision and community and brought healing and hope to the downtrodden and to everybody who would open up to that. I think the same thing is true when we approach Thanksgiving this year. There's no getting around the doorstep of lament and sadness and loss, and we shouldn't. We should own that, because in that journey, from loss and sadness to authentic, genuine realization that God is with us always, there will be a lot of things blooming about gratitude that are real. Maybe we'll get in touch with some depth we didn't even know we had. Most times the hard moments are the best moments because you know it's easy when that's especially when there's celebration it's easy to cover up a lot of things if we had as horrible of a year as a lot of us have had and then we just went into celebration as if nothing happened that almost seems inappropriate so the opportunity that we actually have to experience thanksgiving and the holidays differently than we have i think actually makes sense and will allow us to hopefully have even more gratitude for the life that we have, not less. We shouldn't have the hardship that so many have gone through this year and have less gratitude. That should actually do the opposite. Right. And I'm hoping for a vision for our own family and our oldest daughter's home. I'm hoping the weather is nice enough where 26 or 7 of us can stand in a big circle outside with some distance and really just everybody go around the circle and just say one thing that I'm really grateful for this thing this year. And I kind of see the movement from lament to gratitude 
just like I do the Paschal mystery of entering into death and coming out in resurrection. And I don't mean that in a superficial way. There is something that will die in us that maybe needs to die. We have entitlement. I grew up a white male in a pretty prosperous time in this country, and I, I didn't even know I felt entitled, but I've grown up to having to struggle against entitlement my whole life. Not that I was ever rich monetarily, just so entitled. And when it comes to holidays, I think, hey, 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 it's Thanksgiving. Well, of course we can be together. Put on the turkey, fill all the tables, bring out all the food. No. Some things need to die in order for a closer look, a deeper look that will bring us a richer gratitude than we've ever had before. It's not an experience I joyfully walk into. Actually, it's a setting that's right in front of me that I can't avoid. So I'm hoping to find the courage and the faith to walk through it and come out with a richer, more meaningful, more mature gratitude and maybe not be so darn entitled all the time. Yeah, I think we all hope for that for ourselves and for others as, as well. But isn't that just the theme of the divine is in 2020? <laughs> but the, the theme of <laughs> the theme of God is always death and resurrection, you know. And I've been hearing so many people talk about the idea of lament this year, and I don't disagree with any of them. But we know that after lament comes gratitude. After gratitude comes goodness, and it's it's the way. The universe works, it's the way God works, it's the way creation works. We talk a lot about nature, death and resurrection, we see it every year. And so we should expect to experience that same thing right where we're at right now. Wherever everybody is at listening to this, that where there is death, that will be followed some way, some shape, if you allow it to be, by resurrection. Yep, new life is coming. I would like to say that we all find ourselves in the same place tonight, approaching Thanksgiving with a series of loss and, and some sadness and some things we have to acknowledge. Being chaplain for Mile High Ministries and being in touch with people who have so much less than we do, I know we're not in the same boat. I know already that the place where I'm at is much better than so many other people. Our streets are becoming more and more crowded with homeless people in Denver. My heart goes out. And we all need to take a good step and really see what lies before us. Grieve our loss and embrace our sadness. And I think that's going to be a nice path. That's going to be a deep path down into what are we really grateful for this year? Who are we as people of gratitude because we have been graced with the always presence of God. Unconditional love has been poured out to us and I, I think we have a lot to be grateful for this year. We're in a struggle and gratitude will energize and help us build our faith and increase our hope and hopefully transform us into more loving and caring people for those in need. I think this Thanksgiving has great potential, really, to bring some transformation to all of us. That's my prayer. That's what I'm going to be grateful for in advance. 
I think it's so important too, because it's easy, even when we're talking about gratitude, to make it all about ourselves. And all of us that are on this podcast today have worked with really difficult populations of people. And it's also important that we are mindful of the least of these this Thanksgiving season and all times, but especially now, because it's not being grateful that we're not in their spaces. It's being thoughtful and prayerful for them in the space that they're at so that somehow, some way, in some form, we could be with them just like God is with us in our our times of need. There's a transformative trail, isn't it, from gratitude? What we are thankful for will increase our ability to be gracious to other people and thereby giving them something to be grateful for as well. It's a good circle. Well, thank you all for this important conversation. Thanks, Susie, for joining us today. Thank you, Scott, as always. It's always a sheer joy to be with you. And thank you for everyone who's listening. And may you have a wonderful and grace-filled and grateful Thanksgiving this year. That's right. As always, support the podcast by subscribing to it, giving it a five-star rating, and writing a review. Visit our website at CelticWay.org and subscribe to our updates. While you're there, please consider becoming a sustainable donor so that the message of Celtic Way can continue to influence the world today. Also, like us on Facebook at Celtic Way. Special thanks to Gary Davidson for the music on this episode.